The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. You know, that K-State-Syracuse match we just heard from Ron Velker, the volleyball matchup, it reminded me of the Fiesta Bowl in 97. I mean, K-State was up pretty early, right, in the mm-hmm. in the Fiesta Bowl and then kind of dangled that carrot, right? in the So K-State in the third set gives up the set to Syracuse, lets them think they have a shot, and then in that final set, the fourth quarter for both the football team in 97 – and the K-State volleyball team this afternoon just blew him away. Just poured it just on. Just wrapped it up. Hey, shout out to Rob Velker. Great call as usual. Dude did awesome. I'm still salty, though. Anytime we beat Syracuse in anything, I'm super happy. I'm still salty about that pinstripe bowl, boy. That I will never, never forget that. Yeah, my boy uh, loves to uh, taunt that one at me. Former, former indoor football player I know who played defense at Syracuse. Loved that game. You know, two plays prior to that, these guys, they're two DBs for Syracuse, tackle a K-State guy, and they're like dancing and doing a high five, all that stuff. And then our guy scores, does the th- and they throw a flag on the salute. I, Man, God. I know it. I That that will haunt me forever. I mm, Syracuse, gotcha. In two days, K-State football kicks off its next season, the 2022 season against South Dakota. Welcome to a very short Thursday episode of the game. We're on for about 33 minutes with Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Travion Berklin is with us across the glass. And uh, it doesn't work that well, but it's Thursday. You sometimes know what that means. Derek Young <laughs> from K-State Online, who wasn't able to be with us yesterday, is here with us for a few moments here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today is a, a very big day for K-State Online and, and D.Y. He's he's ready to go, right? Yeah. So, D.Y., uh, let us know uh, the changes that you and K-State Online are now going through. Yeah, we, we hopped networks, right? I don't know if everyone saw that today or actually it occurred last night at, at midnight. But we're no longer a part of the Rivals.com network. Uh, had a great five years there. But, uh, yeah, our new home is at on3.com. But we're still K-State Online, so still have that tag name. And uh, for those that want to sign up and kind of join us, and it's, you know, all the fans, of course, uh, it's a dollar for the year at this point. So it's got a good deal going on and just in time for the football season. As I think we're all geared up and pretty excited about what the Wildcats can do this year. Okay, so I used to talk about K-State Online. Like, you guys are just basically giving away the content. It's so cheap to get signed up and keep up with what's going on with the cats on and off the field. But, I mean, now you're literally giving the premium content away. You're telling me for a dollar. I can I can have your content for a full year. Yes, yes. And I think the, the thought process behind it, if, if we want to explain, is we do understand that most people were probably locked in for a yearly subscription, you know, at, yeah. the, last, at the last network. So it's kind of to help alleviate maybe that financial burden a little bit. So you don't have to pay for two full subscriptions. I think we're just understanding of what, you know, could be happening in, uh, in that department. So, uh, but we hope, you know, every, you know, we're hoping to grow. Not not just be as big as we were at Rivals, but bigger. And uh, so this is for all Kansas State fans, not just the ones that were you know with us before. 
D.Y., I'm not going to lie. My subscription was wrapping up in October, so this isn't bad timing. <laughs> hey, you let me know. I'll, get, I'll, I'll set you up. Now, I'm still going to keep uh, I'm going to keep my rival's um, subscription. Yeah, yeah, and I'll help them out. That's Mason Vogt took over uh, with, with them at Email Online, and he was you know doing radio in Wichita, and I'm sure he's going to do a heck of a job, too. I know we both know him well, and he's a he's a friend to both of us. I, I share my accounts with Troy, whenever Troy needs them, right? And he also has the uh, account with Go Power Cat. Yep. So uh, we, I just want everybody to know. We wow. share. The rivals, wow. the 24-7 sports, the on threes, we love y'all. Yeah, but you yeah, guys you, need to you stop guys, sharing. You guys support the trio. Yeah. Well, you guys got to stop sharing. It's not Netflix over here, okay? You guys need to grab your own stuff. <laughs> Derek had his – D.Y. had his car stolen, okay? And yeah. we can't just uh-huh. like – Pretend that didn't happen. He needs yeah, the cash true, but, right now. But I guess we did, you know, I, I did replace it with an Audi, so I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not grasping at pennies. Here uh, I think you just completely undermined Dave G's uh, argument right there. You, you so. meant 93 F-150, right? Yeah, I'd yeah. Like, yeah I'd, like be tra- I'd like to be transparent. <laughs> That's the HBO Max of, of automobiles. <laughs> I don't have HBO Max, should I? Oof. I, I do have HBO Max. It comes with my HBO subscription with uh, YouTube TV. Uh, I just uh, I never could justify staying with. I mean, I had it for HBO there for a minute for Game of Thrones, but once that was over, I kind of didn't need HBO anymore. And I know they have like uh, I don't know if this is like a prequel that came out or a sequel or a spinoff the dragon thing, but I'm just mm-hmm. not interested after the last season of game of thrones kind of you know infuriated me more than anything well dy i haven't watched so there's two episodes out of house of the dragon it is a prequel it's a it's about 170 years prior to like the first season of game of thrones i thought the first episode was really good second episode i haven't watched yet but the the pilot was was pretty decent Hmm. you'll have to you'll have to you'll have to let me know i just man it's hard to invest back into that franchise after what they did to me i understand you you and millions others uh feel that way let, let I, I tell you what let's see if you're uh invested in k-state football now i don't want to get too much of a preview from you because hey we're i'm making my debut on power k game day with you and cole Manbeck this saturday two o'clock right here on this very station news radio kma and along with 101.5 k-rock but I, I think we've been talking a lot of offense and not enough defense so far, so maybe we can go back and forth on a couple of things uh, defensively. And I think there are some a, a few question marks just to see if there are if, if the depth is there, right? We've, we feel pretty decent about the starters, but depth-wise, uh, let's start at, at the, uh, at the secondary. H- how confident game one are you that there are truly, just from a hunch, six guys that can fill in those three spots and in, in at least starting with the safety position. You know, for the season, I feel pretty confident because I think they like what they have in Josh hates and sincere Mason and Drake Cheatham and Kobe Savage and TJ Smith. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have all the little sneak peek into what we kind of have cooking, but I don't know that they're going to have all those guys on Saturday. So uh, that's a little, you know, hints that there might be, a thing or two happening back there for, for this weekend, but uh, don't see either one of those things being long-term. So for the season, I feel confident in the safety depth, um, but they might not have their full allotment of guys this weekend. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm high on Kobe Savage. I, I, I predicted him earlier this season. If, if anybody was going to step in and, and replace what Russ Yeast was able to do with intercepting the football, I mean, he, Russ was awesome with his picks. And I agree. Kobe yeah. Savage had uh, six interceptions in two years at the Juco yeah. level. If anybody can replace I, him. Yeah, no, I agree. And their, their size is very similar. Um, when I see Kobe Savage wearing number two, I think of Rusty East too as right, right. So no, I agree. I think that's a perfect uh, comparison. You're going to see a lot of Rusty East on this Saturday against South Dakota. That's for sure. Well, I'll put you uh, maybe on the spot here, or maybe you've already covered this, but for the casual K State fan, there's good, and we of course with the transfer portal, this is just the way it is. But defensively, the portal was used for the secondary uh, to f- obviously fill in for the uh, for the depth. We also, you know, Sean Robinson at the Sam linebacker position is a new name. Is there a new name that you feel like we're really going to get to know really quickly in game one? You just have that hunch. I think you're on to something with Kobe Savage because I think he's going to play a lot of football. I think Drake Cheatham's going to play a lot of football this Saturday. Probably, yeah, those two are really come to mind. I think Sean Robinson comes to mind because I think he's a starter as well. So th- those those leap out like sore thumbs because uh, those guys will start. And maybe one off the a little bit off the, the reservation a little bit is Nicondre Steiger because he was added to the roster very, very late. He's another Juco at, at a Butler Community College, and he was mentioned today by Joe Klanerman, and I think he's going to see some run at safety just because, like I said, I don't know that they're going to have their full allotment. So I think Steiger is going to have an opportunity uh, on this weekend against South Dakota. Yeah, Steiger. That, I don't think that's a name we had heard one time leading up at, uh, through fall practice. I, I don't recall hearing that name, and you're right. We're probably hearing it now because, well, they need him to fill a spot. Yeah, need him to fill a spot. I will say, we, you're right. I don't know that he was really mentioned a little bit, but behind the scenes, I had one or two sources of mine kind of mentioned that he was seeing some, you know, at least some second team action, maybe first. So, uh I don't know that this is a complete shock, but it's definitely not someone the coaches have went out of their way to discuss. But I think he was uh, probably closer to snaps than than not. So, uh, and then with not having everyone perhaps this weekend, I think he's going to have an opportunity to prove himself in, in here in a short window, whether or not he should see snaps for the whole year. So um, he's got a chance. This is a uh, I don't, I don't want to say now or never, but he's got a window here to where he, he can prove that he belongs on the field for the rest of the season. All right, my last defensive question is Felix DK Uzama. Yeah. Will he top what he did last year? From a production standpoint, if you're you're talking strictly statistical, it's going to be very tough in my opinion, um, especially when he did such a lot of damage in just two games. Uh, so I would almost rather just kind of see him be a little bit more consistent. Maybe he doesn't have to have the splash game where he's getting four or five sacks. Those those are fun to watch. But maybe see him producing to some level uh, at, on a statistical level every game. You know, there, there was quite a few games where, and maybe you'd have to go back, maybe he was still performing at a high level and he was just getting so much attention that um, he didn't produce. And that's probably going to happen a lot this year. From From statistically speaking, I don't think he tops last year. Um, you know, he missed a practice here, there in preseason camp as well. So um, nothing like, you know, is that's earth shattering or 
that is really hampering him. But I think uh, probably just maybe, you know, soft tissue stuff here and there. But, you know, maybe not 100%, um, but probably very, very close to it. I just don't think that he'll be able to top, you know, 11 sacks is a lot. And now he's got everyone attention. He's not sneaking up on anyone anymore. Yep, agreed, D.Y. We're with uh, Derek Young from K-State Online, now with On3. That's K-State Online. Uh, D.Y., let's take a break. So when we come back, I hope maybe you'll be able to help us out with this next segment because we need to take a, uh, take care of a little bit of housekeeping around here. Uh, you know, something became legal today in the state of Kansas, and it's just funny. I'm now just getting that itch. I got to put some money on somebody somewhere. So, how about a little Mitch in Vegas when we come back? No, no, no. This doesn't this doesn't feel like Vegas to me. Yeah, what is this? This doesn't feel like Vegas, Trey. Yeah. I mean, Trey Dion. I mean, he could go to playing Adele if you want to go that route. Trey. Uh, I just I don't know. Oh, oh. Oh, oh yes. Now I'm home. Cocktails! How lucky can one guy be? Yeah. Mitch in Vegas, week one. Back with myself, of course, Mitch. I uh, wouldn't be the same without it, right? Me, yeah. right? Uh, Troy, DG, Travion. Uh, DY, you want to be a guest picker? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, by the way, last week, myself and the people. Who vote on Twitter went three and three, Troy and DG two Oof. and four. But there are a lot of wonky games what? that we picked yeah, from. Hey, listen, my bad on thinking Nebraska was going to do. You were right. correct on that, by the way. Oh, I was. You, di- you did get that one correct. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's you picked right. Northwestern. Our first right. matchup is starting in 15 minutes. It is the return of the backyard brawl. First one in 11 years. West Virginia at a sold out. Used to be Heinz Field, whatever it is yeah. now, at number 17, Pitt. And uh, the Pitt Panthers, a seven and a half point favorite. Who feels like they have the pick here between you two? What's going on? I like West Virginia against that spread. I'm taking West Virginia there. Yeah. So here's the thing I don't think Pitt's, like, they, they lose their OC. They lose Kenny Pickett. They lose a couple other pieces. I don't think they're that good. But I also don't think West Virginia is very good. And it's the first week, so it's going to be a weird game. I'm going to take Pitt because I'm just like, <laughs> So I'm taking Pitt. I'm going to give up points. You know, I, I, I think I'm going to take Pitt as well at minus 7.5. Um, we have the battle of the uh, former USC quarterbacks, right? Also former uh, offensive coordinator at USC, Graham Harrell. But the offensive line for West Virginia is brutal. They returned too many guys at an O line from last year that just wasn't a very good help with running the football. Plus, I'm just going to take uh, Slovis over Daniels on this one. I'm going to go pit in the opening week for uh, the Panthers. What do you think, DY? I like West Virginia, just kind of like, uh, yeah, Troy. I'm, I like the Mountaineers. Pitt lost a lot. We got to mm-hmm. remember. Like, and David G touched on it, but it's not just Keen Slovis, or Keen Slovis. It's not just Kenny Pickett. They lost Mark Whipple, the offensive coordinator who's at Nebraska. They lost Jordan Addison, the receiver who's mm-hmm. now at USC. There is a, 
battle of USC Corex going on here. And if West Virginia is going to play well at any time this year, in my opinion, it's going to be early in the season because that's the healthiest that we're probably going to get JT Daniels. He is a very riddled injury history. Um, I can't really count on him to do a whole lot for an entire season. But when he plays, he's good. But how many games is he going to play? I don't know. But we know he's playing tonight. So I think West Virginia can keep it within a touchdown. Our next matchup is tomorrow night, 9 o'clock on ESPN. How about TCU, a 13.5-point favorite at Colorado? So I'll go first. My thought is, so this is already a mess because both teams are going to play two quarterbacks. <laughs> and when you, when, when you play two quarterbacks, I don't know if you really have a quarterback. It, it, it usually can really turn into a mess. Uh, but the thing is, like, Colorado is is not going to be as good as TCU. Even though I'm not high on TCU, uh, Colorado was terrible at scoring last season. They were in the bottom 10 in the country last year of scoring the football. TCU was probably a little bit better at the quarterback position than Colorado, so I'll take uh, TCU to cover. I don't trust TCU to cover 13.5 points. I just, they're, they're like the hockey of college football team. They don't score ever. It always, every time I turn on the TV and see TCU, it's like 13 to 7 in the fourth quarter. It just, they, I don't trust them. Colorado, Friday night, baby, taking them. Taking the points. Having seen all of the Colorado folks picking Colorado, I'm taking TCU. <laughs> D.Y.? I like TCU as well. Uh, and, and David was kind of bashing their offense, but now they have Two really offensively inclined coaches, right? Sonny Dykes is the head yeah. coach. Oh, yeah, Garrett, Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley's the offensive coordinator. Their defense can't be worse than it was last <laughs> year. I think they take a step forward, and I hate Colorado. I think they stink. So yeah, give me the frogs. Yeah, they do. Our next matchup is uh, number eleven Oregon will be uh, taking on number three Georgia in Atlanta. The Bulldogs, a seventeen point favorite, two thirty on ABC. Uh, DG, you want you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'm gonna take the dogs. That's a lot of points, and like, but I just think like Oregon, like they're just supposed to be really good, and Mario Cristobal is like supposed to be really good coach, and it's supposed to happen. But Georgia is is a good team. He's not the coach anymore. Oh, he's not. That's right. He's gone. He's in Miami, and they got the other guy. Oh my God. Anyway, the, the Georgia assistant. Georgia yeah. <laughs> is gonna. They're gonna spank these guys. They're gonna. Go, Seventeen's a lot. Of I, I, I gotta say, like, I, so Georgia is replacing seventy-five percent of their defense. Their starting defense, even though I do think they're gonna be great and they're gonna win the ball game. I mean, Oregon is gonna run the football, and at quarterback, I, I lean more towards Stetson Bennett than I do Bo Nix. That's why. But the thing is, defensive for Georgia, I think they're gonna be good, but they're Oregon's gonna be really good this year. So I think it's gonna be closer. But I will take Oregon to lose by 10. Oh. Troy? Oh, boy. Um, I like Georgia by a lot, honestly. I, I think that that's going to be a blowout because I think Oregon is still going to be kind of in that, in that mode of trying to find themselves. I think Georgia covers handily. D.Y.? I'm with Troy. I think they cover handily. They lost a lot of defense, but they still got some freaks on that side of the ball. And the Ducks are still figuring it out. And I can't trust Bo Nix whatsoever. Uh, we got three more to games to pick. Uh, watch out for this one. Number 24, Houston, is at UTSA Saturday, 2.30 on the 
wonderful CBS Sports Network. Uh, the Cougars are a four-point favorite. Troy. I will go Cougars. What's the deal with that line? Is that just like a one where they want you to bet on that one? <laughs> you know what I mean? UTSA, I mean, come on, baby. I think Houston's going to roll. I, I'm taking them, giving up for it. It's know. close because both teams were really good last year, but UTSA, I mean, I, I say watch out Texas when they host UTSA oh. in week three. They are Both teams are, are really stacked when it comes to its playmakers, but Houston, their edges are slightly better um, on uh, the offensive side of the football. That's where the difference is, at least according to my research, but I will take UTSA to not only I'm going to take them to lose by three instead of five. <laughs> Dy, uh, Cougars. I I think that could be a two possession ball game. We have uh, number five Notre Dame at number two Ohio State. The Buckeyes, seventeen point favorite, Saturday six thirty on ABC. You want to start it out, DG? Yeah, I recently uh, watched the Netflix uh, Mantateo uh, documentary <laughs> and, and remembered how much I freaking hate him and Notre Dame <laughs> and what they did to my boy Colin, and uh, I hate them. But I don't. Uh, that seventeen points is a lot, so I'm gonna go with Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm leaning Notre Dame as well. Uh, Kyron Williams, this is. They might copy just what Oregon did last year. Run the football, extend the game, um, try to keep the ball out of Ohio State's hands. But also, Ohio State last year, I mean, defensively, stopping the run, they were okay. Mm-hmm. Overall, as a defense, they were bottom half in the Big mm-hmm. Ten. So, again, it's 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 same case we've had earlier in this segment. A big spread. I'm still taking the Buckeyes to win, but they'll win by you know two possessions, not by 17. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking Notre Dame. I am going to go with Notre Dame there, but boy, that is a tough call because Ohio State, if they turn it on, oh boy, could could really have a heyday. But uh, Notre Dame wants to celebrate the new coaching staff, and maybe they will be able to pull a rabbit out of the hat for this opener. Dy, I'll say Notre Dame because it just seems too big. But man, at the Buckeyes, they can really score a lot of points. That's my only fear. And then finally, the garbage game of the week is Louisiana Monroe at Texas. The Longhorns, a 37-and-a-half-point favorite Saturday, 7 o'clock on the Longhorn Network. Troy, you kick us off. Uh, Having been to Monroe, Louisiana, where the baggage claim was hand-cranked, I'm not kidding you. Wow. Yeah. uh, Wow. Facilities are awful. The only thing they've got going for them is that they've got Terry Bowden as head coach. Nope, that is Texas by 35. Yeah, so the only thing I'm really basing this on is because is uh, Monroe played Kentucky in week one last year, and uh, they didn't lose by 37 and a half. So I don't, so I don't feel like they'll lose by to Texas yeah. by 37 yeah, I, and a half. I, I, I go by 35, but so, yeah, 37 and a half. I, it, you're just going to get under the wire, I guess. That means I'm taking... ULM. Yeah, I'll take Monroe, DG. Um, having been to Austin and got so drunk I forgot where my hotel was. I'm taking Texas. They're gonna they're gonna do it, baby. Forty to nothing. They're gonna make it happen for me. Uh, I won't be tuning in. Uh, DY. Uh, Texas gets a shutout. I'll eat my hat. <laughs> not good a year ago. Also, don't you think they might be looking ahead to next week? Oh yeah. Play Alabama? Just a touch. Just a touch. I like Monroe. And then for home games this season, I'm going to do the same on Powercat Game Day. I'm throwing a wrinkle in the picks. 
uh, because I'm going to call this the extra point. Ah. And that is the good for a Wildcat first downs versus South Dakota. It's an over-under, and I've set it at 20 and a half. Troy? Uh, I'm going for 22 because that's going to match the average that I gave you the other day. Yeah, and I should probably tell you the average last year was 16. Mm -hmm. 16 last year. I think that K-State jumps out big. Puts it in cruise control, so I'm going to say Andes. I'm taking the over. Hmm. Um, I'm right there with Troy. 22, 23, very similar number to what K-State had back in 2019 against the Oklahoma Sooners when I got to announce my first football game. DG, or I'm sorry, DY. I missed that. I'm sorry. What's up? D.Y. <laughs> oh, man, pulling a uh, Troy or a DG over here. No, uh, the good for a Wildcat hey, first downs. Come on. Uh, is there going to be more or less than 20 and a half against South Dakota that more. I announced? I, th- I, I think they really score. I, th- I think they do it. Yeah, more. Good Lord. You know what I just noticed? It's going to be 102 at game time tonight for Arizona State, Northern Arizona. Ooh. Ouch. A lot of cramps in that one. Shout out to Ooh. Arizona and their, their hot tarmacs. Yeah. Good Lord. And oh. the the future Big 12 team, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That would be... That. <laughs> Northern Arizona. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get those uh, potential viewers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we yep. should stick it to Arizona State. If they <laughs> continue to drag their feet, we'll like, okay, we'll take Northern Arizona. <laughs> but but just to remember, you play to win the game. Oh, boy. Come on, Herb. They play to get fired, I think. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Well, uh, let's wrap up the show by uh, giving some predictions uh, for uh, the ball game Saturday against South Dakota. Do the Cats, uh, of course, do the Cats. I mean, that's an yeah, obvious answer. On. Will the Cats start 1-0? It's just how bad do they start 1-0 when it comes to a blowout score? Troy? 45-14. It's very similar to mine. Very nice. Uh, I see it. 35-14, K-State. Hey, check out UFC Fight Night Heavyweight Cyril Gunn versus Tui, uh, Tai Tui Vasa. It's going to be a knockout there. And Robert Whitaker versus Martin Vittori. Uh, that's a middleweight matchup that's going to be great on Saturday night as well, baby. So you're telling me you're going to watch the fight? No. UFC. No, 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 no. That's on recall. We're going to attempt to take a 15-month-old baby to a football game and make her sit down for 32 seconds. It's not going to happen, but we're doing it. Uh, for DY, you can you, you don't have to Start say anything. We're going to save our picks for PowerCat Game Day when yeah. we make our selections just before four o'clock on Saturday. Travion, what is your prediction for Saturday against South Dakota? I think K State will win by how but, much? But, but what's the score, Travion? Gosh, I don't know. Two to nothing. Sure. <laughs> I felt I, I felt like Kirk Herbstreit on College Game Day when he when he can't pick the game that he's calling. So yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Well played. I won't even be in town. I'm going to go to see Roger Waters. Oh, very nice. You know, my dad ended up picking the game over Roger Waters. Wow. I was, I was actually a bit shocked by that. Yikes. I was like, because he loves Pink Floyd. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Hopefully nothing weird happens with Roger Waters. After- <laughs> So Travion picks uh, sixty-three nothing. That's uh-huh. his. That, that uh-huh. is his prediction. Dy, uh, of course, you know, hang tight. I'll be talking to you soon. But thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Sign up to KSO. It's a dollar, and Lee Corso just put on the Pittsburgh mascot head. Wow, the kiss of death. What was uh? 
what what was West Virginia chanting? West Virginia fans, uh, yeah, oh, eat, eat eat blank yeah. pit. Yeah, dude. The, I am so happy this rivalry's back. By the way, and, I really am. Pumped. And then who who was it? Like a backup QB for uh, <laughs> Pitt was like at a. <laughs> At the uh, pep rally was yeah. like F West Virginia. <laughs> this guy's ready to roll, son. Welcome back, college football. We <laughs> love ya. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for our week here on uh, the game. We got a best of tomorrow because I'm heading to Derby for Manhattan High football. Troy is heading to Wamigo for Wamigo football against Clay Center. Go Cats!